Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome back to my 503rd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week was having the pleasure of covering the PGA show in Orlando all of last week. And safe to say that the iconic show is fully recovered from the COVID era as thousands, if not tens of thousands, uh, were in attendance and the place was electric all week long. Uh, starts off Tuesday with what's called Demo Day, where it's held at Orange County National Golf Course outside Orlando. And all the big names are there, Cobra and Titleist and every other name you can imagine. And it's all about, uh, you know, showing off their new products. It's all outside, of course. And it was the nicest weather that it's been in years for this particular event, which is, again, always the Tuesday of the PGA show to kick it off. And so just a great atmosphere with uh, packed, as usual, with all everybody wanting to see the latest and greatest in the golf products. Then Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, Friday morning are the uh, exhibiting hours in the massive Orange County Convention Center, and hundreds of exhibitors uh, showing off their wares, plus it's chock full of uh, all kinds of symposiums and award shows, uh, a couple of which I attended with the International Network of Golf, of which I am a member, and uh, and the Golf Travel Writers of America. I attended their annual meeting. I am also a member of that. And uh, just great to get updated on everything and to see all the fellow members. And one of the highlights was uh, the Ireland event, which was a presentation called Meet the Stars of Irish Golf. And uh, so it was just an all-star cast. Uh, WFAN out of New York, sports show host Dan Liguori moderated it. And panel guests included Paul McGinley, big name, former Ryder Cup captain and excellent golfer. And now media personality, as long as Royal Port Rush head professional Gary McNeil. Uh, Gary was... Uh, 
participated in the Open, as in the British Open, uh, when it was held there a few years back, and it's coming back. And uh, and the Tourism Ireland's EVP, uh, Alison Metcalf, talking about how golf is just literally, uh, you know, growing in Ireland at an incredible pace. And uh, Paul McGinley was just great. What a terrific personality, telling great stories. Uh, he's had quite a career and has really become just, uh, in many ways, the, the face of Ireland golf. Uh, so just a terrific, terrific presentation, packed. And uh, yeah, really one of the highlights of the show. Another highlight of the show, because there's so many companies exhibiting products was a company out of Toronto, Canada, Karechi or K-O-R-E-C-H-I. And they make what's called the Picker, which is a range picking robot. And uh, it was one of the stars of the show. Uh, Big crowds coming in the whole time. I talked with uh, their chief marketing officer, Jim Clark, who really told me about uh, the tremendous growth and interest in the robot, which is big. It's probably the size of like a, uh, maybe like a skidoo. Uh, if you know what that is, that you, or, or a ride-on lawnmower might be a better comparison, but a skidoo is uh, what you, uh, like a contraption that takes you across the snow uh, very popular in the winter, jet ski, another kind of comparison, but again, very popular product. Looks like what the driving ranges uh, have been waiting for and, uh, you know, basically replaces the tractor uh, and the human being on the tractor um, by pushing the, uh, you know, the range contraption that picks up the balls and has for a long time so uh interesting products and that's just a sample another highlight was uh imperial hats uh i've had a few from u.s opens i've covered it's simply the best hat i've ever worn in my life super lightweight and uh and it's just really uh again hard to beat. And, uh, so it was just fun to finally meet the people behind this fabulous lightweight hat that I absolutely love. I've had a few, got one in 2016 when I covered Oak, Oakmont, uh, the U S open down there in Pittsburgh. And then, uh, last year covered or was at the U S open in Brookline, the country club and picked up a couple more. And uh, to just, again, go to their booth and talk with the people was really, really fun. Um, And that's not the only highlight of my week in Orlando. It was uh, I also attended the Celtics Magic game uh, at the Amway Center. Always wanted to go to that arena first time, and it is spectacular. And also uh, always wanted to attend a Celtics game on the road. Uh, I've lived in Boston for decades and, uh, you know, watched many, many games on TV uh, from from uh, from the road and uh, you know, away games for the Celtics. And there's always just a massive contingent. And 
what I saw in Orlando, I'll never forget, which was just literally thousands of Celtic fans, no exaggeration, uh, loud and proud as Boston fans always are, uh, wearing green, all Celtics gear. It was just uh, really a spectacular event and uh, great to see Jason Tatum in person, uh, Pablo Bancaro for the Magic, formerly of Duke. Was had an incredible game, and he's having a great season, and he's one to watch. Looks like uh, the Magic may have a real keeper there. And speaking of the Celtics, Friday night, uh, the Celtics-Lakers, Saturday night, excuse me, renewed their rivalry. Nothing quite like it. Their games are simply always fabulous, and this one did not disappoint. Of course, it was highlighted at the end when LeBron drove for the basket uh, clearly was fouled. The NBA admitted as much uh, by Jason Tatum. No call was made. It went to overtime where the Celtics won. And one of the more unique uh, things anybody who's watching will never forget was the Lakers' Pat Beverly coming out to the referee with a, literally a camera pointing at it as if he should watch the play on the on the camera, <laughs> on the camera video. And uh, and he instantly got teed up, and the Celtics never trailed after that. So that leads into, of course, a terrific football weekend, which was uh, Championship Sunday, one of the best sports weekends of the year. Uh, two games to go to the Super Bowl, and it really leads to my low light of the week, which was, you know, the Chiefs-Bengals classic game but ending on an unnecessary roughness call which took the Chiefs who were basically out of field goal range with eight seconds to go of a tie game and put them in field goal range and uh, Harrison Butker uh, easily put it through and off they go to the Super Bowl um, and the call was legit make no mistake about it um, but I personally was excited for overtime uh, and that didn't work out. So, uh, it was just a great game. Patrick Mahomes added to his already, uh, impressive legacy by playing the game, limping around the field for much of it. Uh, yet he threw for 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. And, uh, and of course he made the key play when it needed to be made. He didn't run. Uh, much all day, if at all, until the basically the final play got out of bounds, and that's when the unnecessary roughness penalty was called when he was hit by Bengals linebacker. And again, 15 yards closer made the difference. And uh, if not, it would have had to been about a 55 or so yard field goal, and that would have been very, very iffy. Um, following the game was pretty fascinating, where Bengals have been doing some uh, some trash talking. Uh, of course, rename some someone renamed coined the phrase Burrowhead, as in quarterback Joe Burrow, and uh, in place of the name Arrowhead, the Chief Stadium, of course. And so, and as we all know, Joe Burrow also likes to smoke victory cigars after big games, big wins. And Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just teed off on him, referencing both uh, Burrowhead as well as uh, the cigar smoking. 
And so it was pretty, uh, uh, pretty interesting. The Chiefs were clearly playing with a purpose, upset with the trash talk, didn't like it, and were able to refute it by winning the game. Uh, it'll be interesting in the Super Bowl, two number one seeds um, with the Chiefs playing the Eagles. They were the two with the bye week, let's not forget, and both number one seeds. But So we'll have two Kelseys. Travis Kelsey, of course, for the the all-world tight end for the Chiefs, but the center for the Eagles is, uh, of course, his brother, Jason Kelsey, great player. And it's also was coined last night, uh, the phrase, the Andy Reid Bowl, because Andy Reid coached the Eagles for, I think, 14 seasons and then has coached the Chiefs for 10 seasons, which leads into my bizarre story of the week, which is the 49ers uh, having to use a four-string quarterback after Brock Purdy got hurt. He was the third-string quarterback, and he was undefeated until yesterday. Um, and it just really took the luster out of that game uh, in many ways. Uh, but, you know, all credit to the Philadelphia Eagles. Frankly, I didn't think any team could dominate the 49ers like that. Uh, and just even though the quarterback situation contributed to it, Obviously, it was also a situation where, uh, you know, the Eagles offense uh, looked great. They, they did things to the 49ers, spectacular defense that nobody had seen. Uh, I think they had like a 10-game winning streak or something like that. Uh, and it was just shocking to me to see the Eagles uh, ring it up. I think it was 31 points. So both were interesting games, but by far the Cincinnati game was uh, much more dramatic. The Eagles was not dramatic, but uh, that's the way they've been winning games by basically, uh, you know, dominating them, <laughs> dominating as they're playing. So just a great weekend of football. Oh, I watched the Eagles game at the famous Ferg's establishment in downtown St. Petersburg, one of the great sports bars in all of America, absolutely packed. There are no walls. It's all, it's all quote outside, inside. Um, and just absolutely packed. And it's all season long an Eagles watch bar. So it was just electric watching the Eagles fans celebrating and doing their Eagle chants. Um, so it was, it was great stuff, really fun. So now let's take our break and we still have a lot more to get to, which we'll do on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel channel. 
Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... Your call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And I want to take uh, take some time to delve a little deeper into the new college, fo- the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame class, uh, which we have touched on in previous shows, but weren't able to go as in-depth as we typically like. And... Big names all around, um, Troy Vincent, uh, one of the top uh, leaders in the National Football League, uh, executive vice president, and Troy someone I have known and worked with for a decade at the NFL, and he was just a tremendous player. I was thinking of him yesterday and how pleased he must have been with the Philadelphia Eagles victory where he was an iconic uh, defensive backfield player for the Eagles uh, among a few other NFL stops. Uh, he was a number one uh, draft choice of the Miami Dolphins where he started his career uh, but he really really uh, you know made his name in Philadelphia uh, when he was part of uh, those great great Eagles teams back in the 90s. So just thrilled to see Troy make it, well-deserved, and he'll be a great addition, uh, to say the least, to the College Football Hall of Fame. And lots of other interesting names as well. Michael Bishop, quarterback out of Kansas State, and I mention him right off the bat because he was a draft pick of the New England Patriots back in the day, and uh, he made quite a splash when he first arrived in Foxborough with his 
Uh, he was one of the early mobile quarterbacks, you might say. Tremendous runner and just a great player. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame now. Or soon will be inducted this year, but he's been elected. And uh, so I, I just always remember uh, his early time with the Patriots when he was uh, simply all the rage. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, quite a weapon. Uh, for in the early days with the Patriots. And uh, so it was good to see him make it. Reggie Bush uh, out of Southern Cow. To this day, I will never forget the move. Maybe the greatest move I've ever seen. This side of Barry Sanders uh, in a game against Fresno State. That's how unbelievable it was that I would remember exactly who they were playing. And he did a spin move. And just one of the greatest runs I've ever seen in any level of football. And uh, But he had a great career, national championships under Pete Carroll. Uh, you know, I liked USC because Pete Carroll lived in my suburban town in Boston when he coached the Patriots. And then, of course, went on to USC for an iconic career. And Reggie Bush, we'll all remember the Bush push. When he pushed, uh, helped push Matt Leinart into the end zone to win uh, an epic game against Notre Dame. Uh, and just again, so a couple real signature plays for Reggie Bush. Well-deserved. Dwight Freeney, defensive end out of Syracuse. He was, uh, of course, just a terror with the Colts and at the height of the rivalry with the Colts and the Patriots. I'm a season ticket member of the Patriots for many years, so I was witness to those great games with Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, and Dwight Freeney was always a factor, to say the least. Another name that caught my eye was uh, Luke Keekley, linebacker out of Boston College. Got to see him play a few times at Chestnut Hill. Tremendous player. He, of course, went on to a fabulous career at the Carolina Panthers and one of the great players in that team's history. And unfortunately for him, uh, he suffered some concussion problems and his career, you know, unfortunately for all of us who loved watching him, he was a force. Uh, his career ended way too early. He retired, uh, you know. Uh, with the concussion issue and uh, it was a loss for everyone because he was not only a great player, just really highly respected, well, well liked. And it was just, uh, you know, sad to see when he had to, uh, you know, retire early, but everybody understood and certainly respected his decision. Really smart player, really smart guy, uh, befitting a Boston college education. Um, Tim Tebow. What can you say about Tim Tebow? Uh, I, I think I did touch on this in an earlier show where he was broadcasting live on one of the SEC network ESPN shows. I think uh, when, you know, right around the college football national championship game just a few weeks back. And so they come out and told him the news live on the air and his reaction was great. He, of course, uh, you know, his famous speech to the team is memorialized uh, at uh, Ben Griffin Stadium in Gainesville, in Gator, Gatorville. <laughs> and uh, 
what can you say about Tim Tebow? Just uh, one of the great leaders uh, in college football history. Uh, of course, has had, had, you know, just iconic games with the Gators, national championships, fabulous runner, tough guy. He was basically a linebacker playing quarterback. And he had that mentality as well, linebacker mentality. So it was just really fun uh, watching him, just a, a truly iconic player. Um, and it was interesting because I was in Gainesville uh, not all that long ago and went to Steve Spurrier's bar and got to meet the old ball coach himself and was have been talking about some, and he was just so impressive and so friendly and took pictures with me and everybody else, uh, you know, who asked him and it was just terrific. I could not have been more impressed, but uh, I, I referred to him as the King of Gainesville and I've talked to some people about it and, uh, everybody, uh, happened to bring up the name of Tim Tebow. So it's like, uh, one's the King and one's the Prince or there's two Kings. They, they are the two iconic figures of Gainesville and the university of Florida and uh, so, no surprise, I mean, Tim Tebow, if ever there was a lock for the College Football Hall of Fame, it was Tim Tebow. And so it was good to see him get in. And uh, lastly, I was thinking of Brian Westbrook, who was also got in. He was from Villanova. I grew up in Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, he's not the only great player from Villanova. There's been a, been a few, in, uh, uh, namely Howie, Howie Long uh, and Brian Westbrook really kind of transformed uh you know the running game he played with the eagles of course where he made his name and uh you know just undersized uh you know was kind of one of the first of that type so explosive such a good player could catch out of the backfield you know just a. Uh, you know, tremendously talented player, to put it mildly. And uh, so, again, I'm sure he was a very, very happy guy yesterday. You know, he's kind of like Darren Sproles before Darren Sproles. And, uh, and there's been a lot of other guys like that. But when I think of, uh, you know, kind of the trailblazer in that type of uh, role come you know lining up in the backfield but tremendous pass catcher and just truly a jack of all trades and uh, just a weapon uh out on the football field i i always think of brian westbrook and uh yeah and remember him well at villanova and of course he stayed home and made his name uh with the philadelphia eagles so it was uh just really uh nice to see him and Lots of others, big names, all inducted, uh, elected, I should say. The induction will be coming. Eric Berry, defensive back out of Tennessee. Um, Robert Gallery, offensive tackle out of Iowa. And uh, LaMichael James, great running back out of Oregon. Derek Johnson, linebacker out of Texas. Bill Kohler, defensive tackle out of Montana State. And uh, Jeremy Macklin out of Missouri. Terrence Mathis out of New Mexico. Brian McKinney, these are all names we recognize. College football fans out of Miami. Corey Moore out of Virginia Tech. Michael Stonebreaker, I'll remember that name, out of Notre Dame. And D'Angelo Williams, 
who also had an excellent NFL career out of Memphis. So now it's time for our break. So stick around. Much more to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune into the revolution this week as Jim and Trav will be joined by Hal Schaefer from Renovation Hunters with the deets on how to get your hunting camp totally renovated. Cat Daddy will share February catfishing tips and Lynn Burkhead from Outdoor Sportsman Group will dish the latest in hunting gear and ultimate outdoor destinations. The revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football. He's hoping to call in, uh, unfortunately delayed, but I always like to get A.P.'s name in there, so hopefully he'll have a chance to call in. And uh, ended, spent last segment talking about uh, 
the class of 2023 in the College Football Hall of Fame and talked about a lot of them, but didn't talk about all of them, although I mentioned all their names. Uh, but one that caught my eye right off the bat, Eric Berry, defensive back at Tennessee. And I always remember Eric Berry because, uh, you know, he helped put uh, or help Tennessee maintain their lofty position, which, uh, you know, led to things like this past year. Uh, when Tennessee was back in the mix with that iconic victory over Alabama. And, uh, yeah, but Eric Berry was just an all-world defensive back, uh, truly a game-changer by any standard. And uh, so good to see him elected. And he, of course, went on to just a spectacular career with the Kansas City Chiefs. Another name, Robert Gallery, uh, offensive tackle out of Iowa, uh, you know, he, he was just one of the top linemen in the country, uh, that rare lineman who, you know, basically is known by all just becomes kind of a household name, uh, during his college football career. We, we next was LaMichael James and running back at Oregon, 2009 to 2011. And he, when I think of him, uh, just absolutely blazing speed, uh, you know, Reggie Bush like, and, you know, when I think of him, I, or when I think of Oregon football and their flashy speed, their, the Chip Kelly era, the fabulous uniforms that they wear from Nike, Phil Knight, of course, the founder of Nike is a alum. Uh, but like Michael James was like, in my mind, the guy who kind of put them on the map, set the tone. For all that has followed and what has followed has just been, uh, you know, nothing short of spectacular. Um, so good to see him uh, get elected. You know, guys who, you know, were fabulous college players and then uh, also, you know, just really became even more famous uh, once they got to the pros. These are all just names we know so well. Jeremy Macklin out of Poinsori, wide receiver, kick returner. Terrence Mathis, wide receiver out of New Mexico. Bryant McKinney, offensive tackle out of Miami. Uh, Michael Stonebreaker, a unique name and one that we all recognize from his play in the late 80s as a linebacker at Notre Dame. And then D'Angelo Williams, who was a running back out of Memphis, who had a terrific career in the pros, uh, played with the Steelers for a bit, uh, Redskins, and really, uh, you know, was someone who, uh, whose name, again, we all know. And it, it, at the end of the day, isn't that what it's all about? Uh, becoming a household name or just a name that all football fans recognize instantly. You know, and it's not just players who get elected, it's coaches. This year, uh, good lineup of coaches, Monty Cater out of uh, Lakeland and Shepard, because it covers all the divisions, not just uh, FBS, but it's, you know, the other divisions in college football. Paul Johnson, name we all know, especially from his days at Navy and Georgia Tech. Uh, Roy Kramer uh, out of Central Michigan. And lastly, uh, Mark Richt, 
Um, I remember the day he retired from the University of Georgia, where he, where he was the coach for uh, 14 years, and it was a shocker. Uh, it came out of nowhere. Uh, just one of those coaches you just thought was going to be there, you know, kind of forever. And uh, you know, the team was great, <laughs> you know, throughout his tenure, and he, uh, you know, he simply. Uh, you know, was the face of Georgia football for many, many years. And they produced, as always, and right through to today, obviously, many, many, many great players. And uh, so Mark Richt, again, coach from 2001 to 2015. And let's not forget that when he left, he went, he didn't just retire from the game. He went to Miami, Florida, where he was there for about for three years. And, uh, again, I would never forget, uh, just when he left Georgia, that was just one of those kind of stop you dead in your tracks type of moves. And, uh, yeah, just, a, you know, a bit of a shocker, um, but well-deserving to be elected into the college football hall of fame. And just a great, uh, you know, a great time every year. It brings back such memories of these various players, many of whom you grew up watching. Uh, and, you know, they're just, for the most part, all recognizable names. Some of them are just iconic. And, uh, again, just a really, really, uh, you know, one of our, our highlights of our show every year is talking about the College Football Hall of Fame electees, and they're not, and they're inducted in a big uh, event out in Las Vegas. Been held there for the last few years, and uh, and it's one of the uh, social events of the year in the world of sports, no doubt about it. So now, why don't we take our final break, uh, and still have a few more things to get to. On the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio. Featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. And we've talked a lot about uh, the championship Sunday games in the first segment, which were terrific. Of course, the PGA show, which I attended last week up in Orlando. Uh, I also attended the Celtics-Orlando Magic game at Amway Center in Orlando, which was terrific. And uh, so just a few more things to get to. Uh, The Celtics. And the Bruins, the Boston Bruins. Bruins were down here in Florida for a terrific game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, people are still talking about it down here in the Tampa area. Uh, it felt like a clash of the Titans. And uh, and the game delivered. And then the Florida Panthers. Bruins swung down to South Florida to play the Panthers. Uh, and that was also an unbelievable game. Uh, I think the Panthers tied it with three seconds to go in regular uh, in the regular part of the game, and then uh, won it 17 seconds into overtime. So uh, the Bruins and the Celtics, especially the Bruins, are on a pace to win more games than anybody in the history of the NHL. It's incredible. Um, the Celtics, of course, uh, have the best record in the NBA, and uh, that's why I went out of my way to go see him in person at the Amway Center. And uh, and there, I think they both lost on the same night last week. It might have been the lightning game for the Bruins, and uh, it was the first time in some just outrageous figure, three, four, five hundred nights, uh, when they had both lost on the same night. So, uh, as someone who has been up close and personal with Boston 
sports teams for decades. Uh, what a winter. Uh, those two teams are producing for the Boston area, which is, of course, an absolutely crazy, crazy uh, sports town. And can't wait to see how it all unfolds. Uh, of course, you know, they both have championship aspirations. Uh, Bostonians being Bostonians, uh, myself included to a degree. Uh, you know, winning the President's Cup, being, meaning having the best record in the league during the regular season. Uh, there's, of course, uh, the, the curse out there. That the team that wins it typically doesn't win the Stanley Cup. So <laughs> there's literally... Uh, you know, concern about that. And of course the Celtics, uh, they just look like, you know, truly a complete team between watching the game in person at Amway last week in Orlando, watching the Celtics Lakers game, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, the big off season addition. I didn't realize how good he was. I knew he was good. Can't believe the Milwaukee Bucks let him go. Uh, but he is just quite an addition to the team uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, just incredible to say the least. Uh, it, you know, they're just, uh, basically unstoppable. The two of them, I think they, I showed a, they showed a graphic during the Lakers game the other night where one or the other has been the leading scorer in like all their games. Um, and then we swing back over to the Bruins, Patrice Bergeron, what what he's become literally an iconic sports figure in Boston, um, you know, with his just leadership, you know, tough play. He took a puck to the face and was out like the next game, scoring a critically important goal. So it is really, uh, you know. Fun to watch this. It feels like it could be the last stand for this group. And this group includes David Krejci, who went to Czechoslovakia, came back. He's playing well. They're all playing well. Brad Marchand, of course. Uh, they have new goalies. Um, so that's, you know, which have been playing great. Um, so the, the old core still left over from that 2011 Stanley Cup team. Um you know, they're still there, they're older, but they're having all great years. Everybody on the Bruins is having a great year. So they've added, added in a nice mix of, you know, players who've been around for a few years and then some newer players. And uh, again, what the two are doing, both play in the same building, of course, the, the TD Garden in Boston. So uh, I'm sure every night up there, every game that is played, is just uh, a big deal, uh, you know, for regular season games because they're both in their own way. Chasing, the Bruins are chasing history, and the Celtics are chasing <laughs> the championship uh, that they got to the finals last year against the Warriors. Uh, looking back, kind of hard to believe. I think they held something that sounds like you know, they held a lead in the fourth quarter of Game 2. Warriors stormed back, won that game, and it all changed. But that's how close. And then the Warriors kind of took it over from there. And they played great. And the Celtics did too. Very competitive games. But it, uh, you know, kind of looking back on it, the Celtics were had, had that moment in time where, again, they were up at home in game two. 
Um, and, you know, couldn't get it done. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if it was home or away, but whatever, it was game two. When they had a lead in the fourth quarter and you just thought, oh my gosh, you know, I think they had won game one and you thought uh, they could be on their way, but uh, we all know what happened. Um, so yeah, great to see. And then we have the Patriots. Um, it was really odd for me the last couple of weeks, uh, to not be attending Patriot playoff games. It's been a few years now since Tom Brady left three to be exact. Luckily I'm down here in Tampa to still, uh, uh, bask in the, in the Brady glow, shall we say, and all that he brings to the team, the city, the region. It's incredible. Uh, it's all Brady all the time. Trust me <laughs> down here as it, as it was deservedly up in Boston, but you know, for years and years and I never took it for granted. And now I look back on it and hard to believe I'm looking back that it's now a memory of, uh, basically the divisional round and the championship Sunday, which was yesterday. Uh, I got to witness up close in person at Gillette stadium, 20 minutes from where I lived up there. And you know, it would just become, uh, it became a January tradition. Uh, I would basically block off the month. There were never for 20 years, uh, maybe the, the greatest run in American sports history, certainly one of the longest where they were just competitive at the beginning, at the end and in the middle. Uh, and of course, won Super Bowls at the beginning of Brady's career and towards the end, uh, the famous three and three, the six Super Bowl victories, um, the bookends, shall we call them, and certainly in the mix every year in between. Um, so yeah, just yesterday was really strange. I found myself really thinking about it and how I used to wake up on those divisional round and championship Sundays, knowing I was going to the game, uh, and also, you know, a few of them were wild card weekends. So sometimes there was three in a row, but typically it felt like the Patriots more often than not, they, you know, got the bye week. So they sat out the division, the wild card, and then you could just plan, uh, you know, to watch them very often. It was Saturday nights. So I'll never forget the cold game against the Tennessee Titans, uh, wind chill 25 below straight temp five below one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, uh, appointment, uh, Sundays, you know, again, we just planned for it. It even reached a point in the later years where, uh, you know, the minute the schedule was that came out, you know, I would, uh, you know, block out those January Sunday Sundays, um, or Saturdays for divisional round or wild card. And, uh, you know, again, no plans were permitted <laughs> in the month of January and don't mean to sound arrogant, but, uh, you know, after a period of time in the early days, we knew what we had with Brady and we could plan accordingly. You know, they didn't always make it. There were some bitter disappointments along the way as well. Uh, namely the 2006 AFC championship when they held the pretty big lead over the Colts out in the RCA dome and the Colts stormed back to their credit, uh, to beat the Patriots. But it's just been, uh, you know, it was just a really, uh, interesting weekend, interesting Sunday yesterday where I was 
really just a walk down memory lane and remembering how lucky uh, I and all Patriots fans have been over the years and how, uh, how much we miss it. <laughs> Uh, every year, you know, what we experienced most years, if not every year, during Tom Brady's just spectacular, iconic career, which we'll see what happens. Of course, it's the talk of the town. Will Brady return to the Bucks? Will he retire? Will he go to another team? It is a daily, daily topic down here, and everybody's on pins and needles, uh, myself included. Uh, we shall see. Of course, his post-game press conference and their loss to the Cowboys uh, wild card weekend. Uh, he basically thanked the media, which some took as him saying goodbye. Rumors have come out that maybe uh, that he may have said things in the locker room to teammates uh, that indicates he might not be back here. We shall see. Um, but it is really uh, the Brady watch uh, I don't think has ever been stronger, really tough to read. I tend to think he will come back and play football next year. I think he still has a lot left, uh, or certainly, certainly something left. Um, and where he'll play, I couldn't even begin to guess. There's no inside stuff coming out of Tampa to indicate he's really coming or going. Uh, and a lot of teams have been bandied about, of course, the 49ers. The Raiders, 49ers where he grew up, Raiders where Josh McDaniel was his offensive coordinator, basically his entire career up in New England. Uh, so th those are uh, really the top two teams that are being bandied about. And before I forget, and lastly, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. To me, is kind of the advent of spring, uh, watching the that watching that on the iconic Pebble Beach course along the Pacific Ocean. Nothing like it to put you, uh, you start to get a little excitement in early February for spring to arrive. So as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.